Hi, I'm extremely nervous. Um, I had called Anne Marie to ask her about some things that I thought I would like to see offered, and then she asked me to do this. <laughs> um, I've been on the road of recovery myself in a different way. Um, I've been recovering from uh, incest, and I've been uh, from raised in a family of alcoholism. I married a man that uh, was an addict and then became a doctor, and now I'm a single parent. Um, I originally started figuring out that I needed to do something for me back in 93 when uh, I didn't like me anymore. Um, I used to have a lot of fun. I love people. Um, I love being with people. I love helping in any way I can. I, I loved service. And uh, I started to investigate what was wrong with me, and the only way I, I could do that was to take a journey inside myself. And um, to tell you the truth, it's been the hardest journey I've ever been on. But I learned a lot. Back in 93, I was tra on trazodone for depression. My um, husband was supposedly in recovery, which really didn't matter. I could abuse myself quite well. I didn't need somebody else to do that. So I took trazodone to make it through the day, and I took, um, well, actually, I took Paxil during the day to make it through the day and trazodone to make it through the night so that I could sleep at night. And um, I started to question why I was who I was and how that happened. And... Um, I realized that I didn't really listen to myself very much. I was really good at telling other people all the ways to help themselves, but I honestly didn't know how to help myself. So I started making plans for myself of things to do, and um, one of the things I realized was that I spent a lot of time living with leftovers, and I wrote this that I want to share with you, and then I'll continue. Okay? Leftovers are always great when they're shared, like when we have lasagna, stew, or chili. When it is all you get in a relationship, it's not as great. For instance, when your partner only has time for you at the time, and the time it takes, I'm sorry. For instance, when your partner only has time for you at the last part of the day, and you are both so exhausted, you can only sum up the day's events prior to dozing off to sleep or the leftovers you get when all the best of the time, energy, and things are given to others out of obligation so those devoted to one another only have smidgens of leftovers to share somewhere squeezed in between appointments, plans, meals, and making love. Speaking of love and affection, getting a ration of attention prying to collapse at 11.30 in the evening is certainly leftover, not a gourmet meal. How about the date night that is planned in advance, only to end up postponed due to sitters, schedules, kids, the flu, lack of funds, or you're just burned out? Tired of leftovers? I want more of my life. The pieces I've gotten lately have been leftover breadcrumbs from life's banquet. I plan to enjoy a five-course meal. This conference is my five-course meal. I've been coming since 95 alone or with my daughter. 
and I get more out of this than I do in anything else in my life. I get to listen to other people. I get to share some of my experience, and I hopefully can give somebody a sentence, a few words that encourage them to go on because it does get better. But as to taking care of myself, I learned that I wasn't listening to what myself had to say. I didn't listen to the pains I had that indicated other problems. With time, I've learned to listen to myself, and part of the way I've learned to listen to myself is through tuning out all the voices in my head. And I used to think that meant I was crazy because I had voices in my head, but it doesn't because we all have voices in our head. They tell us we're not good enough. They tell us we're not pretty enough. We're not smart enough. We're not sexy enough. Something about us just isn't enough. The fact is, is we're all enough. We're all given just what we can handle. And no matter where we walk, something will relieve us of the anxiety we're in. It may be a person that we see walking on the street. It may be just eye contact. But we do matter. We matter to each other. And we matter to ourselves. Learning to love myself was one of the hardest things I did. I wanted to get off the drugs. I didn't want to have to take something to exist. So um, when talking to a psychologist who has now become a really good friend of mine, um, I wanted to know how do I go about this. And um, he said, start doing some of those things that you always wanted to do that you never found time to do. So I opened a store. I had it for only two years, but I learned a lot about myself by having this store because it had to do with art and creative expression and dealing with people, which I really love to do. After that, once my husband left, I needed insurance, so I went back to work. I work in the school system, and I work with children with special needs. Realized that I probably had special needs, too. When I was little, nobody was aware of it, not even me. I realized, too, that some of my own children have special needs that nobody was addressing. When I was working in the school system, I still wanted to do my art. I was asked to uh, work in an after-school program where I teach art to children from kindergarten to sixth grade, which I do during the week. And that helped me out financially, and it gave me insurance. So then I got even bolder, and I went back to school. So um, I'm in a school program where I can go home and do my work, and I go to school one week every six months, figure out what I'm going to do for the next six months, and at the end I get 20 credits. And in two years, hopefully, I'll graduate. Um, While I was going to school, since I could choose what I wanted to learn, the first semester I learned about alcoholism, addiction, and recovery. And um, that was one of the things I spoke about when I came last, last year because um, the recovery that I thought I was in wasn't mine. It was somebody else's, and I needed to recover. Now um, that I'm back on some sort of a track, I've learned how to listen to those little warning signs that go off in my head about not being enough and not doing enough. I'm just normal. 
I'm a normal person. I'm not a super person. I love my kids, and I even love my ex-husband. I am grateful for him for many things. And this year I made a big step, and on Father's Day I wrote him a letter, and I put it in an envelope, and when I took my child to his house, I gave him the letter, and I told him the letter was just for him, not for anybody else. And in that letter, I thanked him. Now, for me to thank somebody that at one time made me feel like a bug on the carpet was a really big change. But I thanked him for the fact that I wouldn't be who I am today if I hadn't been married to him. I wouldn't have put myself together, decided to go back to school. I wouldn't have been working with children in the program I'm working in. I would have been the wife on the house, in the house, not on the house, <laughs> in the house, on the hill, living in, uh, in where we live, luxury. Instead, I'm a real person. I am who I am because of him, because I had to do something about it. I had to change who I was. And a lot has happened even in this last week um, that I, is out of my control. But if I stop and I listen inside, I know what the answers are. I oftentimes know what the answer is before I even ask the question. I have to let go. I have to let go of a lot of things. I have to let my higher power take care of things because it always works out. Whenever I try to take control of a situation, I make a real big mess. And I have a son that is probably going to lose his license. He's only been driving a year. His um, father bought him a picket truck, didn't put a name on it, and um, told me that I was going to have to pay the insurance. Well, I've let go of that. <laughs> when I go home, either my son's not driving a truck or his dad's paying his insurance. And listening to myself, I also learned one of the best ways for me to do that was to silence all those voices in my head. And that's why I wanted to offer evening meditation because I know that after we're here during the day and we hear so much stuff, we get so much information, and we want to take it all and we want to digest it and we want to remember everything everybody said, and it's impossible. And the evening meditation is so that you can silence those voices and you can stop and you can breathe and you can just be you and be there where it is right now. I have this tendency to have my mind go off further and further ahead of where I am already. Or if somebody else is talking, I'm thinking about what I want to say. When I went back to school, one of the things I found is that I'm probably ADHD or ADD, one of the two, because I would sit down to read a book, and I had a week to read a book, and I have to read a book a week in order to do this. And I put the timer on because I could not sit for more than 15 minutes at a time because, oh, my God, I should do the laundry. Oh, no, i got to put something in the dryer. Oh, no, I forgot to sweep up the other mess. I didn't clean the bathroom. I could not sit still and focus long enough. I also had to work on writing skills, and one of the things I learned from going back to school about writing was to allow myself to write about nothing. So the first time I sat down and wrote, they said, time yourself, write for 10 minutes. I wrote, I don't know what to say, I have nothing to write about. By the end of a week of writing 10 minutes a day, I couldn't stop writing. 
I started to listen to what was going on inside of me and stopped trying to figure it out, plan it out, and have the perfect words. I really came up here not knowing what I was going to say because the last time I spoke, I talked to myself all the way to the airport (laughs) to time how long I would talk. And I did it twice and thought, okay, I can do that. This time, so much has happened even just since I've been here because my son called to tell me I should get the insurance on his truck, called my daughter's cell phone to talk to me, to yell at me for not having his truck insured. Um, It kind of changed that plan of what I was going to say. I'm really grateful to be here, and I, I really hope that everybody here can figure out what they really want because when somebody once asked me that, I hadn't a clue. I knew what I wanted for my children. I knew what I wanted for my husband. I knew what I wanted for everybody else, but I didn't know what I wanted for me. And now what I want for me is more clear. I'm a very giving person, and I love you all, and I'm really grateful to be here. And if anything I say helps, I think that's a fantastic gift because that's part of the service work. I had the choice to change, and I made it. I couldn't change my ex-husband. I can't change my children. I can't change tomorrow, but I can do me today. One of the things one of my friends had told me that was really um, I wanted to keep with me because before I, I got on this plane, the last stop I made in Atlanta, somebody that I know quite well unexpectedly showed up at the airport and asked me, why are you going to this conference? You're not married to the alcoholic addict anymore. And I said, you know, I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to answer this? And then this this um, word came back to me a friend gave me. She said, remember Jade. And I said, what, what do you mean, remember Jade? She goes, Jade means don't justify, argue, defend, or excuse your actions. And I thought, that's right. I'm going because I want to go. I'm going because I hope somehow, some way I can touch somebody and that they have hope. And I want to thank you for listening to me.